Working class on DeerCast. What's the date? It's like December 5th in here. Um, my buddy Chris Jay is joining me via uh, the interwebs. What's up, dude? How you doing, bud? Good, man. I'm good. How are you? Well, we made it through shotgun season and everything. So now I'm just kind of waiting to see what uh, is going to resurface. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, weird weather we're having 60 degrees. I think this week is what it's supposed to be. And yeah, uh, it's, I don't know, waiting to see what happens in the late season. Now your sigh that you just spouted off before you started talking, I think was the sigh of every like hardcore bow hunter in Illinois. Um, and any state really that has firearm seasons, like more so during the rut, you know, like Illinois firearm season, I think is too much in the rut. Um, it's so I got a picture of a deer this morning. I'm like, Oh, he made it. Yeah. <sighs> like, okay, now we can get some age class on some of these deer. And I right. think uh, the Illinois boys kind of like have this, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't want to sound like we're not, I'm not against gun season. Right. I'm not against it. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm against some of the, like the methods of hunting that you see go down in your local area. Is that fair oh, to yeah. say? Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. It just depends on the pocket you're at. I mean, we're not like Iowa. And I know you guys have talked about it in a past episode is big on like group hunting and things like that. And yeah. Yeah. I Lee mean, and I just talked about it last episode. Yeah. And, and it's just depending on where you're kind of at in the area and everything. I mean, we'll see people come through and push timbers and stuff as well and things like that. And, Yesterday was the very last day of shotgun season, and I have never heard so many shots. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I counted 22 shots just yesterday evening. Um, it was insane, insane. And I don't know if they're just shooting, you know, filling those last doe tags maybe or something like that. But yeah, yeah. A lot of deer get killed right towards the end because it's, you know, use it or lose it kind of a thing. Yeah. A lot of desperation shots, I think, happened at that point. Right. Well, all right, so let's break this down a little bit because I don't want it to come across that we're just like anti-gun season. I'm, I'm definitely not anti-gun season, right? Like, right. do I think Illinois could adjust some things? Absolutely. Right. You know, every state could adjust some things. It's like, how far do we want to nitpick? How unrealistic do we get? Now, okay, flip side, I get like the hunting camp culture. I get what firearm season, you know, in Illinois, it's like two weekends, two long yeah. weekends. I get what that brings families together. I get that it gets kids into hunting. I'm all about that. I am. Yeah. I don't want that to get twisted. Like Absolutely. we are, I do keep doing that. But what it right. does seem like, and I'm sure Chris, you see a lot of this. Do you ever hear you kill a good deer? You, you've killed a lot of great deer with your bow and you kill a big deer and you hear all of a sudden you hear things about you from the local area. I'm sure you've right. heard a, a rumor of where you killed that deer, how you killed it, what are that, all this, your ethics yeah. probably in question. Oh yeah. Probably right. I'm just, yeah. well, you get a phone call, you get a phone call or my big thing is, is somebody sees, obviously somebody sees a picture or something of it. And they're like, well, Hey, did you kill that on this property? <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've, First I'm of all, not, don't ask that question. That's, that's, that's the question you don't ask. Right. Right. And, you and it's never, you don't. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's always one of those things where you get a phone call or something, or all of a sudden you get a text message of a trail camera picture of that deer and everything, and it's like, oh, great. I'm like, well, you know, yeah, the deer, 
I mean, deer aren't the properties that I hunt. Deer don't just stay on them. They're roaming right. They're I mean, especially, I mean, I killed my, my buck in November here is one of those things that that deer's roaming around all over the place. They could be three or four miles away from where they're actually core areas even at, at that point. Yeah. And sometimes um, even further, you know, in crazy yeah. instances for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, well, you get, I mean, you're going to have that whenever I hunted a lot of public ground and everything, a lot of people see my trucks or my mm-hmm. truck somewhere and hey i know exactly where you hunt at yeah yeah i mean yeah it's, it's no secret i mean yeah you if you're smart enough you can figure it out well dude you know what's crazy like i have heard and this is like kind of happened by accident a little bit i've heard more stuff about wcb crew people me austin eric doug like we were fortunate enough we all killed good deer this year the the things i hear about us that are like clearly not true or exaggerated or whatever it's like starting to blow my mind a little bit like one why does anybody care that much right Right. why do people care that much but then also claim that they don't care yeah well again keyboard warriors and stuff that uh yeah have nothing else better to do and they don't have the success that you guys have had because of the work you actually put into the to the process i'll say something this is, might be controversial, and I don't fully believe this, I don't think. I regret buying property and talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I regret talking about it. I wish yeah. I would have put that underneath an LLC LLC instantly. Right. Um, the, uh, the messages I get about, oh, the deer you shot on your ground, I didn't kill a deer on my ground this year. Right. There wasn't any deer to be killed. Right. Well, we. Uh, yeah. I just had a conversation with my buddy Ryan about this, and <laughs> The social media, the bad part about social media, again, I mean, you see, the, everybody, everybody wants to see these pictures. Everybody wants to share the pictures, share the success and everything, which is awesome. That's why everybody's trolling through there and everything. And we want to celebrate that because it's part of the process. Yep. The bad part about it is now that's attached to that property. You've killed yeah. that deer and everybody's like, oh, well, there's, you know, he got that, that deer off there. or He's, you know, maybe he's killed multiple deer off that property or whatever. Well, now hey, there's 10 other people that are asking for permission or trying to get, you know, the lease or, or, or what have you. And it's, I mean, again, it just compounds and it makes it harder and harder for us that are, you know, are blessed to have the properties that we're able to have yeah. to keep them and to have success. Well, that too, it's like a lot of people, okay, say, you know, you know, Chris, you killed a really good buck last year. Yeah. The one that, like I, when I put official score on, he, he got yeah. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great buck, mid sixties right. buck or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. One sixty four. So it's like, okay, you kill that great buck mid one sixties deer stud in anybody's book. Anybody be happy with that? Okay. Where you killed it. There's probably people like going in, Oh, this guy killed this buck in here. Or I heard he killed over there. I'm going to try and get permit. Like that deer is dead. Yeah. It's 100%. a ghost. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> I don't yeah. know, like the potential for big deer, yes, but like the deer you killed is now a ghost. Like right. you, somebody can't go in and kill that 164 inch, five inch buck. Yeah. Now you kill. Yeah, it. and it's one of those things. I mean, and people act like the the places that we hunt are right here by our house. Like mm-hmm. they don't realize they don't realize. I mean, we're driving hours just to go hunt a spot for an evening or a morning. That's a great point. Else. That's a really good point because. I, the, where I spent the majority of my hunting is over two hours from my house. Right. Right. 
and 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 that's what that's what people don't understand. It's there. There's pockets. We're blessed in Illinois. There are pockets of deer everywhere across the state, and there's good deer everywhere across the state, depending on where you're at. If you hit that hit one of those pockets, I mean, I I've historically hunted a place closer to where I grew up at. And we've had good luck there. I mean, a lot of those deer, a lot of these deer that are right here behind me, we've I've killed off of those properties or near those properties and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I hunted, I hunted that property one time this year. Yeah, because there just wasn't a deer on there that I was wanting to kill. Mm-hmm. And I focused on two or three other different places. Again, spreading spreading your chips out and everything, and not just going to one place and hoping that you know there's going to be something that you're interested on. For sure. But yeah, it, that's a the best tactic i think if, if you want to kill big deer you got to have options in different areas right mm-hmm. you know it's like they're 100%. harder to find they're harder to come by but like that also being said i feel like everybody you know let's just let's talk from our illinois perspective here because we're both illinois boys you're more central illinois than i am i, I consider we're like west central i guess i don't know but right. um so a lot of guys will basically bow hunt guys who bow hunt and gun gun hunt i feel like we'll try to get on that program i want to kill more mature deer bigger deer mature deer is the easiest way to put it because a, a mature deer can be one 100 inches to 200 inches you know right so mature deer is probably the easiest way to like say everybody wants to kill bigger more mature deer so i feel like bow hunting everyone kind of sticks to that program as best as their like uh self internal temptations will allow and then it seems like boom firearm season comes all that goes out the window and then they're just like cranking 130s it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. your hunting just got easier right why did it just all that go out the window that that's what i see a lot i feel like i don't know if you observed the same thing yes and no i mean there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys that probably do come out of the woodwork and everything that don't bow hunt i mean i think i think there's a lot of there's a lot of people that took up crossbows and stuff um whenever they became illegal and are legal here in Illinois and everything. And I think that does add on, like I said, I mean, our harvest numbers are completely skewed now. Cause I mean, probably 60% or more is all crossbows and everything, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's still one of those things. I mean, people, again, I think the excitement of shotgun season, the excitement of being able to reach out and touch one out to a hundred yards or more and, and everything at that point, it gets a lot of people in trouble. And I mean, and taking yeah. that, taking that time again, whenever you, whenever you have a bow in your hand, that deer is going to have to be 50 and in, and mm-hmm. you're going to have time a lot of times to be able to take a look at them and be able to know exactly what you're taking, what, what you're taking a shot at before you shoot it. So scale uh, of judgment could have something to do with that. I think it does. I think it does. I mean, I could I, honestly, whenever I was, when I was a lot younger, um, there was more than a few times where, I saw antlers and just shot. And, and again, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not like, like guilty of this. I'm just, yeah, yeah. It happens. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it definitely happens. And there's definitely, I mean, you see trucks again, you see trucks going down the interstate this time of year and there's four or five bucks on it. And you could tell a few of them are young deer and everything. And that's fine. If you want to shoot a young deer or whatever, that's, that's fine for you and everything. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that just, you know, stack up deer this time of year because they have, I mean, this is their time of year to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and if they don't, then they're eating a tag and that, that's yeah. not acceptable for them. Yeah. If they just gun hunt, that's all they have time for. And that's what they want to do. But I guess I'm more like kind of talking to the dudes that were like on the program. And then all of a sudden it's off the program, because if you're a bow hunter in Illinois, 
the the ground I hunt. I don't have like a crazy a lot of food that I can put in. I don't have like late season grains like I'm a lot like allowed to put in or you know pay a farmer to leave crop. I don't really have those options available to me as easily um, as some people do, and some people have no options at all. Like I have big time plots and some ground, right. but which definitely helps. Um, but I feel like after last weekend was second firearm season. Now it is like a ghost town. 100%. And it kind of remains a ghost town really in, throughout the next month and then season's out. Yeah, and to, unless you get one of those cold snaps and everything or you get the real harsh weather that pushes them to food and everything. I mean, one of the places that I do hunt, the cornfield, that uh, some of the cornfields around them that they did take out, they actually had a brand new glenier this year. Um, <clears throat> but uh, there, there's a lot of corn left in it. And most of the nights I, I hunted out there second shotgun season and everything. And I, I knew they were kind of becoming into that corn quite a bit. And there was quite a few deer out there, but I mean, you could, you could just tell every time a gun went off, I mean, every one of them picked up their head and everything. And it's like, God, these deer, they're so skittish. And mm. you know, all, now you've lost all your leaf cover, everything else. I mean, it is a super challenge if you don't have food during the winter time to get a deer killed, especially a good buck. Yeah. Um, during the late season, it, it's just a, it's an extra level added to it. Yeah. It's man. They just get hammered so hard with pressure and, and I, I'm, I don't know, man, the more I think about it, I, I still feel that deer driving should be illegal. I agree. Um, it's just, I don't know. That's, that's probably a controversial <laughs> take, but maybe not. I think maybe most bull hunters would probably agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see the taking running shots of deer and everything. It just doesn't appeal to me. I, I don't know. I mean, I can, again, Iowa and everything has has that culture, and that's part of, you know, them growing up and everything. We never had that around here. I never even had seen deer drives and everything until I was quite a bit younger, and I, I hunted western Illinois for like a few years. And mm-hmm. we were looking over on the levees and everything, and I'm like, people are just piled up. And I'm like, what's going on over here? And they're like, oh, they're driving deer. And you see like four or five deer run across the field, like towards these guys. And all of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, they don't even care what it is. Like, they're just, you know, there's three yeah. deer run out in the field. We're going to kill three deer. And well, how many times during shed season you find like random deer dead and you're like, what? And, and oh, yeah. it's like, uh, how many, how, like, when was there a deer drive? And those dudes are out shooting at them and they hit the deer, but didn't know they hit the deer. One, they don't know how your body language that's the only time they hunt that's how they hunt yeah. and then how do you know unless you roll it that you hit it when it's running full speed ahead down into the draw and they're yeah. like oh i missed all my shots and they don't even go look yeah well that sucks you know yeah, there's definitely bad apples when it comes to that stuff out there that's for sure that's for sure yeah i don't want to sound like too much of a hater i feel like i am <laughs> a little here but it's uh you know we're fresh off firearm season and just like you just see some of the recklessness that goes on yeah, and I just almost feel like there's like a layer of there's like a general layer of disrespect when it comes yeah. to the animal. I feel like a lot. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I was talking to some guys at work about it, and I mean, I, I sat last night and I heard one guy shoot eleven times. <laughs> it's like, and what I, are you doing? How's that happen? And, I I, and, I, and that's what I said too. And I'm like, it was, it was to the point where after I got out of the stand and everything, I drove, I had to drive out around the section the opposite direction just because I, I'm like. Surely it's not a guy just shooting on open on the last 
evening of firearm season and everything, just out there target shooting or something. Yeah. And no, he he had a deer. I don't know what I just saw legs in the back of a side by side or whatever. And I'm like, what are you like? First of all, how do you have eleven shells with you? Second of all, it's like I'm like, if it takes you that many shots, like there's something going on, bud. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of sad. Well, I don't know. I feel like we're starting to sound like prestigious bow hunters here, but uh, but maybe we are. You know, whatever. And I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I killed a I killed a doe during during uh, first first weekend of shotgun season. I took my kids out, my dad. We sat in a blind and and we had a uh, we had a big doe and and actually a big buck um, come in. And uh, it was the first time that I've had my kids out in the blind with me where we've actually even seen a deer. Mm-hmm. and she stepped out there at like 130 yards and the buck was behind her and it wasn't one that i was wanting to use my last buck tag on so i was just kind of watching him and i told him i said hey i said you want daddy to shoot the the doe and they're like yeah 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 and i'm like okay well here we go and so i ended up i dropped her out in this field and the excitement of that i mean obviously that's not something i'm going to be able to do at least at this point with them with my bow I, yeah. I mean, getting a, I've just got a little pop-up blind and getting a doe in bow or get, getting a deer in bow range on that thing. is going to be pretty tough and keeping twins quiet <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, but it was just literally the perfect scenario and their excitement and everything. That was, I mean, that'll be the best memory. Even if I kill a, another big buck at the, this year, that'll be the best memory of the year for sure. Well, definitely, man. And, and yeah, like, I don't want to sound like we're again, I'm against the, the, unethical craziness kind of like disrespect that a lot of people kind of imply out of desperation with firearm season i agree if you want to go out and actually hunt and like show respect and hunt hunt with your firearm or whatever weapon of choice like yeah rock it yep you know it'd be different right i feel like the deer quality would be different and i feel like deer pressure would be different like you know maybe if you didn't go out and shoot them up on season one, if you didn't get one, your odds of getting one second season will probably still be as good as they were the first season. If you didn't go scour every inch of your 40 acre piece and blast up trees and everything else that's running by, like, yeah, you know, it's not the only day you get to hunt, like extend your season, man. Think about things, you know, that's, but those people aren't hearing this anyway, and nor would they listen to a bunch of um, high horse bow hunters anyway, talking about their guns. No, no, Anyway, Chris, you did kill a great buck with a bow. Yeah, yeah, I did. I've had, I had a, uh, I don't know. I've been blessed. The last few years, I've had, a, I've had a couple of really good seasons. Last year was the best season I've ever had by far. And so, coming off of that, I had, again, high expectations of hoping to do something similar with yep. that. And I had, I had a couple, couple really good deer. One really, really good deer that I was chasing around this year. Um, they have just been nocturnal on the properties that I've been hunting and everything and just haven't been able to catch up with them. Um, so whenever November came around, my, um, there were still a couple deer that I was willing to use a tag on again, Illinois being, being able to use two buck tags again. Um, I'll shoot a big older, you know, maybe not as big a, of a rack deer for, for one of the tags, knowing that I've got a, another tag that I can hold out for. Mm-hmm. And so I had had pictures of this eight pointer for a couple of weeks and he was just a horse of a deer and they're always eight pointers, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, and he was your stereotypical bully eight pointer. 
I mean, he just had a huge body, huge nose and face on him and everything. And I kept getting pictures of him, kept getting pictures of him. And then one night he comes up out of the creek bottom. And as soon as I saw him, I knew it was him. And I'm like, this deer is so big. And he's got really long G2s. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good deer. I'm definitely going to shoot this one. And he comes up out of the creek. And I think I I called you. Maybe I was on my way home after I'd shot him. Mm -hmm. I shot him. And whenever he was coming up to me, his front feet were above his back feet. He was coming up a real steep hill. And I'd never taken a shot at a deer like that before. And so I kind of, in my mind, I was just more worried about getting my bow level and everything. And I think maybe I was just a touch high on him and hit and just heard that, the dreaded like crack instead of like the, you know, watermelon punch, like clear through the body. Yeah. And he ran off and I immediately heart dropped and everything. And I was able to get another arrow in him before he decided to take off at about 50 yards. And, uh, which is rare and good on you. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep shooting. Yeah. And so <laughs> and I'm kind of like doubling down on our gun situation. If you keep shooting, keep shooting unless right. it's 11 times. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things, especially with a bow. I've had too many times where a deer, you think you make a good shot on them and the deer runs and stops at 40, 45, 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very confident that I can make a 45, 50 yard shot at a deer. And so, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, okay. I just need him to take one more step. And he takes another step and I shoot and the arrow hits the mark. And I saw him just kind of ease off and I'm like, okay, tail wagon. And I was like, okay, well, that's a good sign. But I, when I went and found my arrow, I was had like nine inches of arrow broken off in him. Mm-hmm. And from the first shot, I didn't go to the place where I hit him the second time because it was too close to where I last saw him. And I made some phone calls and everything just, you know, like you do and ended up uh we decided to go in there that evening to try try to find him um and it turned into um a great evening by the fact that the deer was literally the last place i saw him he had tumbled down into a creek unfortunately Mm. and there was about a 15 foot drop from where he ended up at to where he was last at yeah and being the size of that deer me by myself, there was no way I would have been able to get him out of there. I would have had to quarter him up and take him out of there. Yeah. Uh, luckily, my buddy Cody, my buddy Adam were there. My dad was there. And it was everything that we wanted to get that deer drug 200 yards back up the hill to the truck Yeah, at midnight. But uh, we got him out of there and everything. Again, like you said, he's a great, he's a great deer. Um, he's one of the bigger body deer I probably shot. Um but uh rack wise like you said he's just that bully eight and everything and he's cool i'm here to shoot dude yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping you said those those big deer like that those are the ones that push off those younger three and four year old deer there's a couple Mm -hmm. deer running around that are just going to be just absolute studs if they stick around for the next year or two yeah and those big deer like that those are the ones that, that, that push those deer away and everything and so i've shot I don't know. I've got a handful of them, probably bully eights and, you know, big, big old deer like that that yeah. I've shot over the years and everything. And it seems like it does help. I mean, you, you take a bigger, older class deer off the property and then there's usually something that moves in. For sure. Yeah. I definitely seen that. I've, I noticed a lot of that. Like uh, when we had Greg Ritz on, he talked about like, or maybe we talked about it in the vlog, but I can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast, like you can kind of like, if you're really familiar with deer and how they use an area, 
you can kind of like put together their Venn diagram of like where this one will live and this one will fo- like live most of the time and right. then where they'll overlap, but where they'll never be yeah. on one side to the other, usually. Right. And it's kind of cool, really. Yeah. And I got pictures. I got pictures after I shot that eight pointer again, like where you talked about earlier, I got pictures from the neighbor. He's like, Oh, he's like, I heard you shot one, uh, eight pointer. He's like, send me a picture of it. And I sent a picture. He's like, yeah, he's like, he sent me a picture of him. He's like, yeah, he's like that deer was hanging around on my property all all late uh, like all through september and october oh, that's I'm like cool. yeah I'm like i i had a few pictures of him here and there but again like like you had said he was more hanging out towards his property and everything and then would come over onto where i was hunting at and uh it, it's yeah it's really interesting how those deer i mean it's like they they have their own zone it's like oh i'm gonna stay over here you stay over there and we won't mess with each other kind of a yeah thing. it's cool man i yeah. whitetails will never not be interesting to me man they're just everything about them so awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, that buck's a stud. So how big he's the biggest bodied buck you've ever shot, you think? Um, pretty close. Um, I mean, he's uh, I've got I've got a couple deer that I killed back in the day that were just horses. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I said, this deer was he just huge and again, swollen up in the rut and everything, big neck and everything. And he said he's he's you know a Pope and young eight pointer and Again, just one of those ones where I don't think he probably would have done anything else. I got to look back. I think I may have a picture of him from last year, um, and I thought he was like, look exactly the same. Yeah, um, yeah. So, again, another one that probably would have never, never done anything or been something that I would have considered to be like a deer that I wanted to put on the wall specifically, mm-hmm. but a great deer to take out. And like I said, I'm super happy with him, super happy with him. I, I say it, and I keep saying it. That's a perfect type of deer to shoot, man. And, and I kind of like refer that deer, like you're talking about, like to what I call the big nuts buck last yeah. season. Yeah. Perfect deer to shoot. Like never going to get much bigger. That deer. So I actually had a realization. I was going through some old trail cam pictures and I realized who he was after looking. So I called this other one just like the heavy. Uh, well, I, there's heavy tens. I've had a couple. Oh, heavy yeah. Tens. Right. And I just called him the heavy 10 pointer. And he was, he actually shrunk. He was like 150 ish. And I honestly snuck up on him on the ground and could have shot him from the ground. Oh, I yeah. I didn't realize it was the deer, though. Huh. I started scrolling pictures. I'm like, oh, that's what happened right. to that deer. Right. So uh, he actually got smaller the year I shot him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, lo- I love that. I, and that's one of the things I love about, I mean, running trail cameras and everything is mm-hmm. looking back. I've got, like, I know Rachel has talked about it on here before. I've got, I've got files on my computer and everything and they're by year and I save every buck picture and everything. And I've went, I've been able to go back and some of the deer that we've killed, especially on, on our lease that we've had for years and years, my dad, my dad killed a buck off there that we had like four or five years of pictures of. And he was, he was always, you know, just as heavy again, like a heavy 10 pointer, but he had a similar rack from the time he was two years old until he got killed. And whenever when dad killed him, I think he was six and a half years old and he had always hung around that property. He had never went anywhere, but we just could never catch up with him. And as we hunted him at four and a half, five and a half, we found both both set or a set set of sheds whenever he was five and a half, and then Dad killed him at six and a half, and he was awesome. exactly the same size. See, I that's crazy to me. Part of my fault is like when I go to file in trail cam pictures, almost all of them go through my cell phone. So like right. even, even if I'm checking a non cellular camera, I bring like an SD card reader, and so I only keep rackable photos right, right. i don't keep a lot of the smaller buck pictures and i yeah sometimes wish that i would and just do a better job and take the time to file them because 
in five years if I want to go back, but oh, that was him when he was a year and a half. How cool, you know? Yeah. You kind of yeah. like removing that from actually happening by not keeping those scrub bucks when they're yeah and it's hard i mean i I, again i I try to just i'll I'll keep one that looks interesting or that has a distinguishable rack i mean everybody always has that well here's six four pointers or six pointers that look exactly the same or there's (laughs) like yeah yeah there's a couple little eight pointers that look exactly the same but there's always there's always a couple little bucks and again it's just an interesting thing to look at as well yeah like there's always like a couple years ago, there was a little little four pointer running around, and he had he already had like a double main beam. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm like oh my god I, I like I think I had it saved on my computer on like actually my desktop on the main screen. So I'm like God, I hope that deer shows back up here in a couple of years and has that double main beam. But yeah. as like a four and a half or five and a half year old deer, just yeah, comes a mega. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Um, man, duty calls here. I I appreciate you joining. And Absolutely. doing this quick episode, I know it's kind of a quick banger during hunting season. The DeerCast episodes have been like short, direct, and sweet. Yeah. Um, I got to go pick up my daughter from school. I'm I'm dad duty. I'm trying to get caught up and yep. tag off, man. Hey, I got to show this real quick to everybody on at least on DeerCast episodes coming soon. So deer's so big. That's a heck of a deer to tag out on, bud. Oh, it's been a season, brother. Yeah, season. Yep. Congrats to you and your buck, man. Yeah, Let's- you too. Got to get you back in studio and come hang out with the boys here real soon. So, oh yeah, I'll be up there before you know it. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, I think it's Chris J nineteen eighty six. It's about it. It's some pictures of me and the kids, family stuff like that. So cool, man. Well, I appreciate everything you do for Team WCB and supporting uh, everything we do in general, man. So you're always a big help, and um, you still got another tag. So let's get after it i know it's tough after firearm season but if anybody can do it you can pull it off dude i appreciate it we'll see what shows up all right there it is short sweet good luck to you if you're in illinois let us know if you agree with our gun comments disagree let's have a healthy conversation about it right that's right even though we're prestigious high horse bow hunters (laughs) that's what i'm gonna call this episode the high horse bow hunters there you go there you go all right Thanks, everybody, tuning in, watching, listening. We'll see you next week. Good luck out there. Go shoot a giant. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.